you think it will be a slow news week? The folks in the Tennessee Republican Party power structure, they, they don't fail to disappoint. Brandon Lewis here. We got some hot little stories that I'm going to have to speed through because I've got an interview at 1 o'clock. But this is the kind of stuff that if more people knew about it, we wouldn't have the type of corruption and the chicanery that we have going on in Nashville. I'm going to get right into it. First things first, if you want to help us fight big tech censorship, I have told you that we have been turned down on social media. Often um, our messages get screened, put into trash, spam. Do go to TennesseeConservativeNews.com and do please, please, please subscribe to our newsletter. Many of you, many of you, because we've got like 30 some odd thousand followers, 31 on Facebook, yet our email subscriptions do not match that number, which means some of you are listening to this, you don't subscribe to the podcast, you don't subscribe to the newsletter. It's crazy. Do not count on Facebook to be the only place that you get our content because you're going to miss most of it, and one day it may be gone. So go ahead, uh, especially the free speech platforms like Parler, MeWe, Getter, Gab, Truth, and Rumble. We're there. You need to be there too. All right, let's get right into these stories because I've got I've got to burn through these quickly. So this was really good. <clears throat> GOP leadership disenfranchises Blunt and uh, Polk County voters in childish display, and boy was it ever childish. Uh, so I'm going to talk to you about it. Uh, I actually was on this meeting about halfway through. Very disappointing. Here we go. The Tennessee GOP State Executive Committee, SEC, met to discuss committeeman-elect Mark Pulliam's write-in win for the District 2 seat, ultimately voting to invalidate his election. Now, Mr. Pulliam has sent some information to Trey Hargett and Mark Goins, and this conflicts with a lot of state law. And yes, the party can pick their candidates, but after an election is already over, and people have voted, that is not the time to challenge things. Back to the story. The decision to invalidate Pulliam's election was 25 to 13 in favor. And there were a few of those that voted to invalidate his election that I kind of supported that I will never support again. So closed-circuit transmission to SEC members that voted for this nonsense. Next time you run for office, you're not going to get the endorsement of the Tennessee conservative. That's an absolute fact. During the August 4th election, District 2, SEC write-in candidate Mark Pulliam, who's actually a conservative, won the seat with 300 votes in uh, Blount County, two votes in Polk County. However, since there wasn't an opposing candidate on the roster, Pulliam could have won with a single vote. In response, Tennessee GOP Chairman Scott Golden, who needs to be replaced, over the last two, two and a half years, I have never seen the Republican Party chairman stand up for our constitutional rights when Bill Lee was walking all over them. You never hear anything about corporate welfare, illegal immigration, school choice. It's just rubber stamp the rhinos. And they're all funded up there by left-leaning corporations that control the Republican Party apparatus. If you want to know what the, the, the Republican Party is at the state level, it's three people who get a paycheck in a room, and I can't figure out what the hell they do. And I've had interactions with the state party for 20 years trying to get help politically, and it's always gone nowhere. Because if you're not in the moneyed, corporatist establishment, they don't want you to get elected. 
They will work against you. Case in point. Apparently, so in response to, to Tennessee GOP, State Party Chairman Scott Golden threatened to declare Pulliam as non-bona fide and vacate his election. Apparently, Scott Golden's primary concern, and this is, this is just amazing, Apparently, Scott Golden's primary concern was Pulliam not paying a $100 candidate registration fee that their own political director, according to Mark Pulliam over the phone, Tyler Burns, told him was not required to pay since he was a write-in candidate. However, after Golden cited that fee as a reason to overturn the election, Pulliam went ahead and paid it. For $100, they would disenfranchise voters. You want to talk about the motivation of money? 100 bucks. Well, hell, might as well disenfranchise him, Scott, for a damn dollar. Ridiculous. By refusing to recognize the election results, the SEC disenfranchised more than 300 District 2 voters who cast write-in votes for Pulliam, and according with Tennessee law, the Tennessee Republican Party does have the illegal authority to regulate GOP primary elections. However, nullifying an election after the fact when the results have already been certified by the Tennessee Secretary of State, which they were, is a drastic measure that should only be taken in extraordinary circumstances. And frankly, given some of the TCA code that I have seen Mr. Pulliam reference, I don't know that it's legal. Now, I was on this call, and there was some, I don't know who he is, I couldn't remember the name, and I didn't write things down like I should have, and they would not let our other reporter in. If this thing's recorded, if anybody closed circuit transmission, if anybody recorded that meeting out there, get it to me. I'd like to publish it without comment just for people to watch to see how snarky, rude, mean-spirited, it was just terrible. Some fat-faced bearded guy could not have been any more rude. And there's a couple of other ones on there, too. And the big issue that they took with Mark is that he was critical of some of the Blunt County rhinos who were doing things that weren't very conservative. Well, I thought that the reason the party existed was to defend the platform, not the politicians, not the PAC donors, not how it is. And it was just terrible. I walked away from that meeting feeling dirty for having watched it. And I showed up 30 minutes late because they sent out the link. Didn't ever respond to an inquiry. It's, it's telling. It's telling when there are only two conservative media outlets in the state of Tennessee and we're the largest one, and we can't get Republicans to respond to us. Why? Because we hold them accountable while the left-leaning press, they only get on to them when they actually do conservative-ish things. Next story. i got to keep moving. Boy, this is more corruption. Terrible. Next slide. Conservative can candidates campaign to be audited with no evidence complaints filed prior to decision. If you think that stuff like the mar largo raid on President Trump's home only happens when corrupt Democrats are in power? Oh no, stuff like this happens when corrupt Republicans are in power. Leave in the comments section what you think about this. Tell me where you're watching from. Share this in all of your conservative groups. Because I don't, I don't think, if, the only way these rhinos get away with this stuff is because we have so many low information voters in Tennessee. And the mission of the Tennessee conservative is to educate Republicans so that we can get conservative leadership. Here we go. The Tennessee Registry of Election Finance has decided to audit the campaign of former District 27 candidate Gary Humble for the Senate seat who lost to incumbent Jack Johnson only by a narrow margin. He almost beat the majority leader. 
The stated purpose of the audit was to make sure there was no illegal coordination between Humble's campaign and the nonprofit 501c4. He runs Tennessee Stands, although there's been no tangible evidence reported or complaints filed against Humble. Registry board member Tom Lawless called for an investigation on Wednesday. Listen to this bullshit. Lawless said, addressing the registry, there's some smoke there, which usually means there's something underneath that causes it to rise, some smoke there. That doesn't sound like proof. That doesn't sound like our justice system. That doesn't sound like the American way in the legal system. And all I want is for you to dig into it. We have no evidence of anything, no reports, no complaints. I'm just asking you to go on a witch hunt. Humble said in response, does that sound like what we know of the justice system? Let's just dig around and find, just kind of like Mar-a-Lago, right? And Humble says there won't be much to dig away. During the meeting, registry board member, uh, member Paz Hain said he wanted to emphasize the audit was approved to find out more information and not because they presumed Humble had committed any infraction. The board unanimously voted to instruct the registry staff to audit Humble's campaign. We're going to be reaching out, and I'm going to ask for open records requests for everything that they do related to this investigation, because this stinks to freaking high heaven. Humble pointed out that it is odd that they chose to audit the campaign of the losing candidate, who spent five times less than the incumbent. He stated, they seem to have no interest in determining whether Jack Johnson's campaign illegally coordinated with three PACs that ran attacks against him or possibly coordination with the Speaker of the Senate, Randy McNally, and his use of a personal PAC to run attack ads against Humble or his campaign. Let me get this straight. You got the Mick PAC, which is ran by Randy the Rhino McNally, who works with Jack Johnson, like, er day. They work together er day. Have known each other forever. One's the majority leader, the other one's lieutenant governor. So this PAC mysteriously, without coordination, attacks Gary, then there's another pack that attacks Gary, and all this stuff that they attack him for is absolute BS, number one. Number two, the guy that is on this other pack is, is an officer in the same bank where Jack works, to my knowledge. And they attacked him negatively, and you know why, in my opinion, uh, Gary lost because he never went negative, and I told him to, because Jack's got a record that could have been attacked. He's not the worst. He's not the best. He was one of the architects and voted for the gas tax, corporate welfare, bloated government spending, poor educational performance under his tenure. And a registry, it is just amazing. Guys, Paz, Mr. Lawless, if, you're gonna, if it's good for the goose, it's good for the gander. There's a lot more smoke over Jack Johnson's campaign than there is Gary Humble's, and there's a lot more money. And there's a lot more corrupting influence, and they're in power. He isn't. But we don't go after those in power. We don't look at those in power. We don't hold those in power accountable. If we did, we'd end up like half of them got trotted off by the FBI here recently. And Jack Johnson also, I'll tell you something else he did. He sent out a franking mail piece at taxpayer expense that was just a damn campaign mailer. Going after Gary Humble, though. Why? Because he threatens the establishment and he tells the truth. I'm sure they'll be coming after me next. Share this far and wide, guys. Put this in the conservative groups. Email it around. It is very sad. Next story. State rep calls out publicly funded universities for false statements regarding LBG2, let's just call it gay, gay Title IX protection. State Representative John Reagan, who co-chairs, next slide please, 
The Joint Government Operations Committee and the Tennessee General Assembly sent letters to 11 state universities challenging them for publishing false statements that implied gay students are a protected class under Title IX or people who are like, you know, identifies toasters or cosmonauts or whatever it is today. You know, it's always something different. He says, we have laws in our books, which are in fact against the Department of Education was putting out in their guidance, said Reagan, referring to a director from the U.S. Department of Education instructing public institutions to provide protections for gay individuals, including putting them boys and girls restrooms, proper pronouns, etc. Basically preying on these young kids and the mental illness that they have in many cases. One of the biggest reasons that they have such a high suicide rate in the gay population and the transgender population the Tennessee District Court has since ruled that the Department of Education cannot require universities to provide these protections, but state universities had already crafted policies and made entries on their website to comply with the Federal Department of Education's directive. Upon reviewing the website and some of the publicly funded uh, state universities, Reagan found some concerning issues in the policy. He sent the letter uh, to ensure that all concerned parties were aware of the recent court decision. He says, The federal government does not have the power under our U.S. Constitution to run states. Reagan said it has long been held by the Supreme Court tenant that the federal government cannot force states to enforce federal law. Hence, we have something called sanctuary cities scattered around uh, the country, and we also have the Supreme Court case that the federal government tells states how to spend tax dollars. Now, recently, Tennessee Tech had a drag show with somebody dressed up like a Catholic nun and kids giving them money at taxpayer expense. I've heard that they canceled it, but what a corrupt, awful, ungodly mess we have in education. Guys, I appreciate those of you who give, and if you want to help us, go to tennesseeconservativenews.com support. If, you, if not for our news outlet, you'd never know about this stuff. You know, and there's another there's another outlet that should be reporting on this stuff, but I doubt seriously that you will get the type of reporting because it has to do with Jack Johnson. I'll leave it there. Some of the people that mailed in checks this week, I'm just going to read your names, not all of them, and I appreciate you. Arthur from Cumberland Furnace. We got John from Franklin, Tennessee. Uh, we got uh, the Jennings from Birchwood. We've got, um, who else we got here? Easterly from Blunt, Tennessee. We've got uh, Teresa from Appison. We've got Scott and somebody else. I'm not going to want to out them. Uh, and Brentwood. We got, uh, oh, I got another. It's a Teresa. I may be reading these upside down. I don't know. From Appison, sorry. That may be a duplicate. And a, and a very special thank you to Michelle uh, in Maryville. And we got lots of others that have given online. Guys, if our publication ever goes away and you can't find us, it would be because if you're in, in the 96% that, that consume our content for free but do not give, we need your help. TennesseeConservativeNews.com slash support. When you give any amount, any amount, you will get two bumper stickers sent to you along with my heartfelt appreciation and a signed letter. Proud Tennessee Conservative bumper sticker. Put that on your car. And also, uh, Don't California My Tennessee bumper sticker. Uh, these, if you press these to the forehead of a uh, liberal, it will leave third degree burns all over their forehead and it will engraven on their head, don't California my Tennessee, lest they be confused. And we will send you this directory, which hopefully will be updated pretty soon. Jason, is there any way we can get an updated directory? Let me know. Uh, 
I don't know that they put all of it on the website. And I don't know that it takes effect until January, so you may just have to live with that outdated one. But some of those people that are defeated are still serving out their terms because the other ones haven't taken uh, office, to my knowledge. And if you get $50 or more or a $10 recurring donation or more, you will get this proud Tennessee conservative tumbler. Oh, my goodness. It is it is like drinking. It is like drinking uh, from the uh, from the chalice in Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Uh, all wisdom will come to you, all conservative wisdom. And should you be able to trick a liberal or a leftist uh, or a rhino into drinking out of this cup, uh, they will immediately be red-pilled and conservative. It has magical properties. TennesseeConservativeNews.com slash support. We just need your help, guys. Don't make me do this. Uh, don't make me do this by myself. One of the biggest problems we have in conservatism is... It's just true. Conservatives often give conservatively. Liberals give liberally. Because there's not a lot of money in protecting freedom. When you look at all the truth tellers that are being shut up, that are being chased down, that are being, like right now with them weaponizing the Tennessee uh, election finance registry to go after Gary Humble and leave the incumbents alone and not look at any of that mess, which is a lot more smoke, the only reason stuff like that happens is because conservatives don't get engaged. If there were more conservatives paying attention, if there were more conservatives actually giving and donating to conservative causes and organizations, you wouldn't have to deal with all this. But because we're so thinly funded, they can slap us around a little bit. But guess what? We got something they don't have, and that's the truth. And the truth carries farther. That's how somebody like Gary can almost meet, beat the majority leader. And had he gone negative, like Jack did and Jack's associates, had, had he gone negative, he could have beat Jack. Because he had the truth, even though he was outspent five to one. Because the truth gets you real far, but the money it, the money can take a lie a long way, too. So we need your resources. Guys, please do go to TennesseeConservativeNews.com slash support. Let's get through the rest of these stories. All right. Can I do it? Can I, I, need, I need an assistant in here. Here we go. Conservatives' parents say it's not about banning books, but protecting children from over-sexualization. A Facebook post from Professional Educators of Tennessee last month asked if local school districts, uh, rather than state officials, should establish a process for parents regarding mature content and books available to public school students. The Professional Educators of Tennessee post included a photo that reads, If you're afraid that reading a book will change someone's thinking, then you're not afraid of books, you're afraid of thinking. I guess we should just go ahead and put pornography in there. Maybe some satanic rituals. It, 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 does it not matter the content of the book? Does it not matter the age appropriateness? Does it not matter that, that should we not shield the little hearts of these kids from, from bad things? Is, is all the information equally good and helpful? These people are idiots, and they teach your kids. I haven't met any parents. No, this is recently elected Williamson County School Board member Joseph Padilla had this to say. I haven't met any parents that are afraid of books. Parents are concerned with the sexually explicit content of these books and what they include. It's an over-sexualized society. Public schools should be a place where a student can learn and parents don't have to worry about any sexual ideology with their kids. We can't teach them to read. We can't teach them to write. Every year, the money goes up that we pour into these broken, failing schools. We can't get the kids out of them. There's bullying, drugs, teen pregnancy, indoctrination. It's where all of our money goes in the budget, half of it, and only 53% of it makes it to the classroom. Only a third of them can read and write approaching grade level. Mastery's in the single digits. It's pathetic. 
Wilson, uh, Wilson County Moms for Liberty Chair Amanda Price says, We are finding extreme sexually explicit materials in young adult literature intended for ages 12 to 18. Meanwhile, there's also a push from the ALA to remove limitations of age appropriateness and in parental input. While it is currently against the law to distribute sexually explicit materials to minors, some have successfully argued that words are different from images and that quality as a whole negates obscenities in part. Parents at least have the right to know if sexually explicit materials are being offered to their children at school. No S-word. Next story. VA hospitals in Tennessee may soon provide abortions counseling for veterans. In response to the recent overturn of Roe v. Wade, and Tennessee's trigger law that went into effect shortly thereafter, the U.S. Department of Veterans Affairs has released a new interim rule <coughs> excuse me, that they intend to provide abortions and abortion counseling for pregnant veterans and their beneficiaries in cases of rape and incest. Prior to the submission of the new rule to the Federal Register, VA regulations barred the Veterans Health Administration from providing such services. It's amazing. The VA. Abortions. In addition, the VA's insurance for dependents did not cover abortions unless the would-be mother's life was in danger. Veterans Affairs stated that VA employees may provide authorized services regardless of state restrictions. Further, the rule states that the VA will not be requiring uh, official uh, evidence of rape or incest, such as police reports, to receive an abortion or abortion counseling. Rather, the regulation states that self-reporting from the pregnant veteran constitutes sufficient evidence. The interim final rule will be effective immediately uh, once published on the Federal Register. I think what they need to do at the legislature, which apparently doesn't seem to make a damn, even if it makes sense, and even if we do polling and like 90% of people care about it, and that's what happens with illegal uh, immigration, social media censorship, school choice, the rhinos just ignore it because they can't make any money off of it. They ought to just make it a, a felony to perform it under Tennessee state law, and you can do it in the federal facility, but if you're in the state of Tennessee and you do it, you get arrested anyway. Next story. Catholic drag queen takes money from children during show hosted by a publicly funded university. People think that Tennessee is like super-duper conservative. And I guess we suck less than a lot of other states, but buddy, we ain't good. Tennessee Tech University recently hosted a drag queen show at the school's backdoor playhouse. I'm going to read that again. This can't be right. Jason, is this right? Next slide. There it is, guys. Feast your eyes on this satanic garbage. Tennessee Tech University recently hosted a drag queen show at the school's backdoor playhouse. I'm just going to leave that there. In a video shared on Twitter, children can clearly be seen handing cash to a man dressed up in what appears to be a Catholic monk or nun costume, complete with a veil of sorts, which he proceeds to rip off his head before starting to strip. Kids. Kids. Your tax dollars. People in authority who are professors and instructors are supposed to like guide these kids into life with some morals and some virtues and some things that would be helpful. And this is what we've got? Landon Starbuck, who shared the edited video clip of the event, said, Every parent who pays to send their kids to, to Tennessee Tech deserves to know what they are allowing on campus. According to Starbuck, this isn't the first drag queen show that the university has hosted, but this one was certainly disrespectful towards the Catholic students, parents, and alumni. 
One Tennessee parent who chose TTU for some because of its perceived family-friendly culture said, I'm so upset, very disappointed, I'm shocked. This is not the impression I was given when we visited and ultimately chose the school. These are just government job factors. They're just after money, honey. After seeing this, I'm not sure how we will continue. I don't want my son or my money supporting this. You shouldn't. You know, when I recently set up uh, savings accounts for my kids, we had an option where you know you get these tax breaks for sending your money to these state-funded universities or whatever else, and I just did it in a gift and just put it in a regular account because I don't want my kids to be trapped and to have to go to one of these hell holes. Hell holes. Look at it. Looks like hell. Smells like it, too. Corruption all over Tennessee state government. And the Democrats are not in charge, boys and girls. It's sad. I wish we had some Democrats to blame, but they, they, don't, they can't do anything in this state. They're in the minority of minorities. A TTU alumnus told the Tennessee conservative, I can't believe that my alma mater in Little Cookville, Tennessee, is allowing and supporting this. I've been proud to say they're my former school, hadn't fallen victim to the woke invasion, plaguing higher education institutions in Tennessee. Now it appears TTU is going woke as well. When the Alumni Association and TTU Athletics sends me letters asking to donate, they can count on those letters going straight into the garbage. Amen. Nobody should give this money, it, any of these institutions, a dime. They already get your tax dollars. The Backdoor Playhouse was set to put on another all-ages drag show. Amazing. September 24th, but the event has since been canceled pending review after a statement released by President Phil Oldham, who apparently is asleep at the damn wheel, or complicit in all this, or both, probably. Oldham said, I do not feel the activities of the video represent text values. I do not condone explicit activity where minors are present. I'm also offended by disparaging mockery toward any religious group. To be clear, I was... Uh, this was not a university-sponsored event. No university funds were used. Two registered student groups facilitated the scheduling and promotion of the event. The university is investigating the activities that took place at this event and the circumstances surrounding its scheduling and promotion. As of now, all public events scheduled on campus by these sponsoring organizations are canceled pending a review. <sighs> Pictures worth a thousand worlds, Oldham. Let these people trash your organization's reputation and yours. Next story. Tennessee set to approve six new taxpayer-funded million-dollar economic incentive grants. We love corporate welfare. Buddy, we may not be able to get anything done on illegal immigration. We can't get the schools to where people can read and write. We can't fix the potholes in the street. We can't root corruption and lobbying and PAC money flowing into the capital in the Nashville swamp, but buddy, we got we get we can take money from mom and pops, and we can take money from Tennessee taxpayers, and we can put it right into the hands of millionaires and billionaires, like that. The largest of those incentives are eight million dollars to Bridgestone Tire in Warren County. I'm sure Bridgestone Tire doesn't have any money. Uh, Six million dollars to Hancock Tire in Montgomery County. Incentive grants, econ uh, economists note, do not make a significant difference in private business activity or taxes collected in the state. But a recent study showed that the large economic incentives do bring political and financial benefit to the politicians who approve the incentives. Oh yeah, that's the whole reason to do it. Other million-dollar grants are set up for Wacker. I know it's Valka or something. 
Wacker Chemical in Charleston, $3 million. McNeilius Truck and Manufacturing in Murfreesboro, $3 million. Piedmont Lithium in Etowah, $1.5 million. And Simico Surgeonsville, $1 million. Before the recent flurry of million dollars incentives, the state had given out at least five grants of one million or more in 2022. There you have it. I wonder if we could just like if we if we had some kind of corporate welfare omnibus bill, and we could sneak the other things in it with caption bills that nobody could read, and they they would accidentally reform the schools accidentally stop illegal immigration, accidentally give people back their medical freedom. I guess we just need to just cover it. It's kind of like when you try to give your dog a flea pill. You just need to cover the pill in some meat or something. Guys, i got to get off here. What are we going to do this weekend? It's going to be quick. I'm going rock climbing. I'm going rock climbing with my oldest uh, shortly after I do my interview. And then we're going to go to one of our favorite restaurants. Uh, my wife is going to her grandmother's house with my youngest. Uh, and then tomorrow, I'm going to work about half a day because I am behind. And then I'm going to take my oldest to the Savage Gulf State Park. I hear that there are some virgin timber way down in the hole. i got to see if I can get to it or not. <sighs> Help me out here, people. I can't do this by myself. You need to call your legislators. I'm going to probably send out an email asking people to call to the election of, of find, you know, the registry in Tennessee and ask them, well, why don't you look at all this other stuff that is obviously far more corrupt? Do your job. Quit trying to punish people who want to express their freedom of speech and disagree with your policies. This is a kangaroo court. This is the same crap Biden did to Trump with the FBI. Is that now you got Randy McNally and Jack Johnson doing it through the election finance arm to Gary Humble. Same corruption. It's it's sickening. That's all I got, guys. I gotta hop off here. I wish I had better beautiful news but this stuff affects people's lives and they let it keep happening because they don't care and they like the principles of conservatism but i know you do not like them or you wouldn't be here so please go to tennesseeconservativenews.com support look for our podcast and subscribe anywhere search for tennessee conservative follow us on social media i love you guys you are the thin red line i'll talk to you next week